0: So, um, what are the three main things? Can you hear that? It's rain. Oh, it's yeah, pouring. It's rain. Okay. I thought it was static of some sort. So did I. Yep. It's it's oh, pouring yeah, it's quite loudly. Pouring. Okay. Welcome to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you
1: to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle, and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to open the backstage curtain and unleash your world of events expertise. Welcome to Behind the Clipboard Podcast. I'm Tamara Cook. And I'm Melissa Howie. And today we have the beautiful Tiana Rowe in the green room with us. Now Tiana is the function and catering coordinator at Ultimo Catering, one of known associates events' favourite suppliers. Nothing is ever an issue when working with Tiana, always coming up with amazing catering solutions for our clients and the re- uh, random charity <laughs> <laughs> charity Probably event can. I ask you to support, which is also gorgeous. Um, And we also just found out that Tiana owns and operates her own cake baking business. I do. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. And so, first of all, I want to know more about the cakes (laughs) and then we'll get to Ultimo. Naturally.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I have a small bake business from home, something that was a hobby that I did for family and friends. Um, And then when I left my previous position at my previous job, I fell pregnant when on maternity leave, needed something to pass the time. So I just thought I'd give it a dabble and overnight it took off something chronic. Hmm. Amazing. What's something it called? Saying Tiana Laura Cupcakes. Beautiful. Um, I'm based out in the Swan Valley. So yeah, picked up, went nuts and then teaming up with Ultimo has been really good. Yeah. Because it puts me on the map with all the corporate people. We do anything from cakes to cupcakes, cake pops, circles the whole kit and the whole shebang mm. oh that's awesome
1: <laughs> so what else what tell us more about your story of, of who tiana row is
2: yeah okay i'm from new zealand originally my whole family and i we moved over here to perth when i was about four dad's in the mining industry so we've lived in a few states but always end up coming back to perth um i have younger brothers my mom my dad i have a two-year-old um
1: Aww.
2: yes Great age. Oh, <laughs> actually, I read about
1: this because he's got the best name going around. He does. His name is Lyric. Oh. Love it. Yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah. So, we're a very musical family, naturally, so that's the name that we went with. Um, my whole background is in hospitality, mainly in the hotel area, functions in the hotel and hotel management. And then started at Ultimo on a whim when a friend that I used to work with at the Vines messaged me and asked if I was working and if I could. Awesome. <laughs> and ended up at Ultimo.
0: Great bunch. Mm-hmm. And so, do you? Did you say that Ultimo um, use your cake pops and cakes in the catering, or yeah. they refer you and you, you act as separate suppliers? How does that work? Yeah, so
2: I act separately. Right. I still have my own identity mm-hmm. uh, for the cake business, but they always put me forward. Um, I tend to do more of the corporate casual thing. Yeah, weddings—it's obviously a very big deal, so mm-hmm. I prefer a wedding supplier to do that. But all yeah. the corporate and casual stuff. I have a lot to do with
1: too much pressure with weddings. I'm yeah. like, I'm out right. for weddings. Sure. too. you
2: get one <laughs> shot, one shot, and yep. it's just too nerve wracking for me <laughs> to do that. And it's intricate, and it takes a very particular person with a particular skill set to be able to do the wedding cakes. I can sure. just
0: imagine the panic of building a multi tiered wedding cake and mm-hmm. slowly watching it lean mm-hmm. like <laughs> throughout the ceremony, just watching it tip over. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> that would be the cake, mate. Yeah, same.
2: <laughs> I'd petrify myself watching cake fails. I was like, that's it for me. Nope, I'm not doing it. No (laughs) wedding cakes. Nothing more than two tiers. (laughs) I'm staying where I am. That that is fair. My friend had
0: eight tier wedding cake. It's Ridiculous. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. (laughs) Good eating though. (laughs) That's true. Different flavours too. (laughs) So Tiana, what are the three main things you wish more people knew when ordering catering for their events?
2: There is a bunch of things. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd have a few thoughts. (laughs) That need to be considered, but for us as a collective in the office, it's. You need to set realistic expectations around the budget when it comes to catering. You're paying for a service where the food is served for you, it's hand put together. We've got Michelin star chefs that spend this time concocting all of these things. We transport the food, we serve it, we prepare it. So there needs to be a realistic understanding around budget and quantities. So if you think about a cocktail service where one can of pay is essentially a one to two bite item, if you're going to only give people four canapes over a six-hour bracket, people are going to leave hungry and nothing irks me more than knowing that people have left the party to go and get a cheeseburger.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we have spoken about that many a time on this podcast. I have. And I just
2: try to because avoid it. Because it irks Yeah. <laughs> no, you want to make sure your people are happy, they're fed, they're having a good time, food's always flowing, and then leave that last hour and a half to really let them party, mm-hmm. have a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that accessibility to a building if you want us to come in and prepare at the venue we need to know where we can go where we can park where's our kitchen going to be can we set up there is there enough parking for our staff loading docks things like that because we've been in a few situations where the accessibility hasn't been clear Mm -hmm. so we get there we have to park a kilometer away and then we're Trolleying equipment and food oh no! down the street oh the, the poor
1: chefs <gasps> have just had enough before it's even started. <laughs> and well, it's usually 40 degree
0: heat in Perth so yeah, it doesn't <laughs> help. Work. And chefs are usually have a certain mood already. When yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not going to improve it at no. all.
2: <laughs> I try as I can to keep them as happy as yes. possible but it's obviously preparation ah. um, and equipment you need to be equipped for us to come in and cater. If you are not equipped, then you need to be prepared to understand that we need to get the equipment in. We need to set up a remote kitchen and that can also become costly, but Mm -hmm. we don't want to provide any less of the service than what we usually would. So that takes specific equipment. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's a hard choice actually and it's something that we have to do Mm. with clients when they say we want hot food, we want to cook this way Mm. and, you know, they're all fresh items that you do need to cook in a particular way using the right equipment. Yeah.
0: And then, yeah, obviously And they you want say, it a warehouse with no kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> and
1: then you suddenly say we're going to bring in a cooktop and an oven mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And they look at the cost and go, well, I can't afford that. Well, you actually can't have those items in. Yeah,
2: that can't happen if you can't source the equipment or if we can't source it for Mm. you we can't provide the food you're going to get a platter of fruit Mm -hmm. yeah that's cut up yeah and some sandwiches that's as far as we can do without the equipment or just yeah yeah,
1: you have to switch their mindset if the budget is really tight to something that is going to suit suit that that can be prepared off-site brought in still delicious
2: yeah and so it's essentially setting realistic expectations when you're getting Mm -hmm. a caterer and especially someone of our calibre you need to set realistic expectations about the amount of service you're going to get, the amount of food you're going to get, and we're providing every ounce of that service. So, we're going to do all of it for you. It's a stress-free event function, and that's a service that is paid for. Mm-hmm. So, ex- yeah, rea- realistic expectations around what is involved in a caterer's service.
0: So, to give our listeners at home an idea, because mm-hmm. this is one of my biggest gripes as mm-hmm. well, that people have no idea what it costs to put on an event, mm-hmm. Can you give us a rough guide? So your standard two-hour networking event, mm-hmm. canapés from five to seven PM. Mm-hmm. What's the price range going to be looking at for that? So
2: as uh, entirety cost, if you wanted to take an equipment service staff,
0: assuming there's a kitchen on site,
2: assuming there's a kitchen on yep. site, so food staff, chefing and delivery mm. for two hours, anywhere between thirty-five to forty dollars an hour. Yep. So we like to work on a three to per four canapé. Yeah, yeah, three to four canapé per hour type circuit, one every 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that allows time for the stomach to settle, people to understand they're actually getting full and then obviously we need service staff there to mm-hmm. serve you and make the event run smoothly.
0: Yeah, and you guys, we've worked with you a lot, mm-hmm. a very reasonably priced caterer, mm. so I think it's a great benchmark. What about sit-down?
2: Sit-down's Let's say game. three course. <laughs> sit-down requires a lot more equipment and preparation yeah. and a lot more chefs and service staff. Um, so that you'll be looking upwards of $80 a head mm-hmm. for a three-course sit-down and the service.
0: And that's so reasonable because can I say if you're using the catering inside a venue where they have mm-hmm. a working kitchen, it's that. yeah, It's at least 80 ahead plus. So
2: And it's trying to explain to your clients that, okay, if you're to go to a restaurant and you're to get an entree, a main and a dessert, that's anywhere from yeah. 60 to $70, add a couple of drinks in there. You don't. You get someone who brings it to the table, but you don't get that personal service. You're paying the same thing, mm-hmm. really. It's Absolutely. just, I think, when you see it as a whole value and you're the one wearing the expense. When you're paying for 100 people. Yeah, it it's like seems like a lot. But <laughs> when you break it all down, you're like, oh, it's $100 for a full thing, mm-hmm. top to bottom. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's not that bad.
0: Yeah. Mm. So, another thing that's probably um, you would have noticed in the catering game, a lot more dietary requirements mm-hmm. lately... <laughs> When catering for, say, a two-hour cocktail event, what percentage these days would you recommend dedicating to common dietary requirements, say gluten-free vegetarian? Mm. Oh, can I have a guess before you answer?
1: Mm. Go for it. I'm going to say... Ooh, I'm going to say 25% gluten-free and mm. I'm going to go 50% vegetarian. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you'd say 50, veggie <laughs> because I don't eat meat. <laughs> so but each of us my guess. are
2: very different in the office. Yeah, no pressure. But I work on a 20% <laughs> Of all dietaries. So 20% of the menu will cover gluten free, vegan, vegetarian, the basis. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very flexible in the way that if you provide us with the dietary requirements, they will always get a dietary friendly alternative. So they get the same amount of food as everybody else, just something that's equipped for their dietary requirements. But 20% -hmm. is a safe margin of each item to cover all the dietaries. Okay, Mm -hmm.
1: right. Yeah. That is still reasonably low. Mm. It is actually. world today. I had a whole conversation with my daughter Lola on the weekend (laughs) about going vegan. We're both pescatarian Mm -hmm. and yeah, we went on this track of like... I don't know. We were watching what happens to the cows, and oh we're like, "Oh God. no, we can't oh. see this on the bobby cows." That we already didn't have meat, but she drinks a lot of milk, and then yeah, yeah we went down this whole rabbit hole. That's it. We're not eating any <laughs> animal products anymore. Yeah, lasted yeah. less than a day. But They're yeah. definitely
2: more prominent now. Dietary requirements, people's lifestyle choices, which isn't a problem, mm-hmm. um, but certainly more common now yeah. than what it would have been, dare say, a decade ago. Our our um, directors have been in the game for a long time they've had ultimo for 20 plus years and they've certainly noticed the shift in the increase in demand
0: for Mm, dietary friendly food yeah
2: so anything specific we really need to know about but we always keep a general consensus of Mm -hmm. 20 percent of your menu to cover your dietary requirements
0: and Mm. seafood i think is probably a safer meat because it seems to be the most common is Mm. either pescatarian or vegetarian but Not eating red meat is one of the most common ones I see.
2: Chicken and whitefish is usually a safe bet for most. Um, You kind of gauge it when you're just talking with the client about their brief about what they want, and then you get other events where they're fully vegan or Mm. fully vegetarian. And
0: And Ultimo Cater's for that? Yeah,
2: we do. So we do full vegan, full whatever is needed.
0: Amazing. Mm -hmm. You mentioned before about uh, some venues that don't have kitchens on site. Mm-hmm. What are some extra things the event planner would need to consider if organising an event and getting a quote from you guys mm-hmm. to, um, to cater that?
2: Again, a few things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, accessibility again. When can we access? When can we get the equipment there? Power sources and electricity within the venue where it's best for us to set up. Mm-hmm. Does the building allow gas? Does it allow open flame? Does it allow for us to put tables on the floor, does it have particular things or mats that it needs on the floor before we do any food prep. Little things like that because, again, we've been caught out where we've taken all this food to prepare and the building manager's gone, no, no gas. Mm. And we're like, great, awesome. Well, I need to go call somebody and find an oven.
1: Yeah. Is that what you do in that <laughs> yeah, situation? Yeah, we I do. I need we an oven
2: stack Call whoever we can. We, we're lucky that we have a few at our base that belong to us. But still, they're big, they're big ovens. Yeah. And if someone's driving in a small car, Bless them. Bless them for trying to get <laughs> us the equipment. Tie it to the top of the
0: gets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> so we always make do. We do what we can, but certainly things like that, little things that really help us out before we get there.
0: Yeah. Mm. Good old hospo
1: industry.
2: Yeah.
0: Everyone just gets there, gets in and gets the, yeah, to the job Make done. it work.
2: At all costs, make it work.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. And can you set up um, a d- for display kind of – kitchen set up you know more food theater style yeah as well as behind the scenes
2: yeah we do so we've done a few uh, events recently where they like the interactive food Mm -hmm. stations or theater style cooking so we have a wide range of food stations available on our menu so your paella station fish and chips tacos and people like to interact with the chef they like to do the diy so that's become popular too Mm -hmm. because it gives people an option they get to chat they get to talk social Mm -hmm. so yeah we do a lot like that Yeah, that's fun. Great for ice
1: breaking. And Mm -hmm. people love to have an activity Mm -hmm. and an event. And if it involves food, even better.
2: Yeah, for sure. And it gives people a chance and our chefs a chance to actually interact with the clients because a lot of the time they see the food, but they don't see who's preparing it. Right. So it gives us a chance to put our chefs on show, which is
0: nice. Great. Hmm. And how long do you need to set up a kitchen... At a venue from scratch, for example. I'm assuming it's much longer bump in?
2: Uh, not as long as what you'd think. We like mm. to be there an hour and a half before, oh, wow. depending on the amount of people. Um, the suppliers that we use will get everything there for us quite a few hours beforehand, and they usually place it for us, so we're really lucky. We've just got to kind of plug it in and move things to suit the chef. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a smaller party from 20 to 100 people an hour and a half before, um, anything more than that, then we'll do set up four to five hours beforehand mm-hmm. and that will take us a good couple of hours. Yeah. And then we're yeah, right. back for the start.
1: That's so you, be- can, you can eat fast, Mel.
0: <laughs> you can get your food in quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just planning my next dinner at home. How long can Ultimo come in and do it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like all their little, you have all those little services. Ultimo... I say this all the time in my office, mm-hmm. have the best EDMs. Mm-hmm. Every time I get yes. an EDM, it's really pretty and it's also just mouth-watering. Yes. <laughs> but the options that you give are amazing. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, it's really vast from catering to 300, 400, 500 people at yeah. an event to just delivering little snack boxes for an office meeting for mm-hmm. five or six people. Yeah. It's, it's also awesome. Diverse.
2: We try our best to cover all bases. Um, We've got an on-demand catering section, which I've recently started looking after. So that's all your deliverable lunch boxes and platters and all that kind of stuff where it's delivered, fresh, ready to go, all in biodegradable foodware. Is that what you've bought some? some, Yes. 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 There's
1: a big bag in our studio with an Ultimo uh, logo on the Mm. front and it's
2: full of goodies. It is full of goodies. Some
1: cakes and sushi and all sorts. Best type of gift. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my eye on the cheese.
2: Yeah, it's, the cheese is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was lining them up today when they were making them. I was like, that <laughs> looks great. But yeah, small things like that and then, you know, 500,000 people plus. So we try and cover all bases. Yeah,
0: so versatile. Mm-hmm. That led me, leads me on to my next question. Mm-hmm. You also create custom event locations and packages for Christmas parties. We do. Do you want to yeah. tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so this year specifically we are popping up and taking over a portion of Elizabeth Quay um, and also Urban Orchard. So Elizabeth Quay we've been lucky to do for the last few years. Um, So end of November, we start to bump in, rise the thing from the floor right up to the top. And we take that over for a couple of weeks over the Christmas period. That's for our larger corporate clients um, with larger parties. And Urban Orchard is more 250
1: to 750 Where's Urban Orchard?
2: Urban Orchard is in the CBD. Okay. I'm actually the only one in the office who hasn't been able to go yet. And actually at the art it. gallery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. above that yes. car park. Mm. Yep. I yeah. know the space. Yeah. So I need to be the one to go and see it also. That'd <laughs> be nice. Um, but yeah, Urban Orchard, we are doing a night at the Quay, which is like the best in the West. So a West Australiana themed party. We've got a lot of plans in mind for that. And Urban Orchard is twas the night before Christmas. So what you really think of when you think of a white classic Christmas, North Pole. Cute. Very nostalgic. Is it going to be a snow Christmas? machine? Because I've just I expressed my is. excitement. We're doing we're doing a snow machine. We're doing some sleighs. We're doing giant Santa. Very much make you feel like a kid again type yeah. Christmas party. So yeah, really That's looking I really love good that. To mm.
0: And I noticed so you've that one's for bigger Christmas parties. You mm-hmm. said, but you can book a portion of the venue for smaller groups.
2: Yeah, shared corporate has always been very popular for us with the way that the climate is at the moment we didn't know if we'd have the Mm -hmm. capacity to be able to move forward with a shared corporate but the demand was so high that we have so you've got parties from a minimum of 10 up to about 100 200 people and they share the space yeah
0: um and that's a great vibe
2: i actually think it's a better option i actually worked as a staff member on Elizabeth Key last year. And the Shared Corporate was so much fun. Mm. Because it's a lot of different people in a lot of different fields and they're all having a party, having a good time. So yeah, I think the Shared Corporate's a great, great idea.
0: Out of interest, is there how many Christmas parties are going around that are like a thousand plus people?
2: A lot. Really? A lot. So you've got your major mining companies. (laughs) You've got your major mining companies that are trying to do a Christmas party for like four thousand people. So they have to break it down into five, six, seven hundred people brackets to get them to all fit. So all those big companies, big construction sites that need to.
0: It was mining I thought would probably fill that. Yeah,
2: it's them (laughs) to get all their staff in to have a good time. So
0: Yeah. yeah, that's where they majority come from. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. I can't wait to go check out the snow machine.
2: Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm, excited. I'm excited. I'll work it. I'll work it. I just want to be part of it. I just want to see it all.
1: That's how <laughs> we feel about our events too. Yeah, for
2: sure.
1: <laughs> Mel's there for building a snowman. Yeah. So we need a lot of snow. Yeah,
2: I'm here for it. I it's will confetti. It's just going to fall
1: apart.
0: But
2: <laughs> you got to do your best and I'm yes. in full support of that. I will.
0: <laughs> yes. Thank you. So we ask all our guests this question. What is the most memorable moment you've had at an event?
2: Oh, that's a tricky one. I've had a few. I think it was in my time at Ultimo, it was my first big, decently sized function that I had done and everything that you could think of that could go wrong, went wrong. Oh
0: no. And
2: I was like, this is not, (laughs) this is not what I had planned. This is not what I wanted. There's a lot of pressure on this one. Um, The lift broke, the van didn't fit in the loading dock, the ice didn't come, the uniforms (sighs) didn't come, half of the equipment didn't come. Half of the booze wasn't there. I was like, oh, my goodness. And then because the truck didn't fit in the loading dock, the poor chef drivers were circulating CBD for forever in a day trying to find a parking spot. So we were constantly running behind. Um,
0: Oh, running behind time.
2: Running behind time. I thought you meant
0: running behind the truck.
2: (laughs) And that too. Trying (laughs) to unload the food. (laughs) We were prepared to do it if we had to. Um, And they had... The company had two levels of the building that had a small lift in between. That lift then broke down. So we had a gelato cart. Oh cup. my God. <laughs> the wow. gelato cart came and we couldn't get it in the lift. Mm. So myself and one of our senior head waiters and the poor gelato cart man were carrying the gelato cart up a spiral oh. staircase just to try and get it up there.
1: Up a spiral <laughs> up staircase. Up a spiral staircase.
2: No I don't think that head waiter ever wants to do a job for me ever again because <laughs> it set a tone. And it was so petrifying. I was so nervous because it was the first Christmas party they'd actually done in their office space to allow their partners to be able to come. And I was like, great, look what I've done. But once it got off, it got off without a hint. I'm
0: sure the guests never knew. No,
2: they didn't. But I I was sweating bullets. I needed to go and get changed before the (laughs) event actually started. So, yeah, for sure, definitely that one. But aesthetic-wise, I think my favourite one to date was Crystal and Stone. That I done in Oh, oh yeah. yes, yeah, We course. didn't even pay her
0: to say that. <laughs> no, you did it. That was aesthetically my
2: favourite function to look at. It was so new and fresh. It was stunning. When we went to the site visit, my colleague and I just couldn't focus on anything anyone was saying yeah. because we were looking at all the things.
1: Oh, that's and so the clients cool. were
2: so lovely. And the vibe was good. Yeah. The vibe was really good. Our staff had a great time on that one.
1: I, I completely forgot we met at that event. Yeah. I was running around like a headless short Same.
2: <laughs> Same. Yeah. I was everywhere that night. But it was so fun. It looks stunning. Such a good job. And the staff had a really good time. Oh, yeah. thank you. Well, you're
1: it
0: was a, a Team effort. It absolutely <laughs> was. Yeah, beautiful. I had beautiful massive foam over that one as well. It looked amazing. It was, were you not there? Great. Where were you that it night? It was the night before the ride. Uh, the other big event I used to work on. Mm.
1: I don't know if we've talked about Crystal and Stone on this podcast before, but that event was epic. It just had the biggest projection mm-hmm. in a warehouse. So the projection with all the colours – Sort of just dominated the area and brought all this color into the area. And then on the floor, the crystals were just speaking it for was themselves. Insane. The colleague
2: that I brought for the site visit was probably the worst person to bring because she was so infatuated by all of the crystals. <laughs> I was like, I brought you to help me. She's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm helping. Just, just shopping, yeah, just shopping a little. And also paying attention to the crystals that are in the room. But there was so much going on and when I read the run sheet, when Georgia sent it through, every time I seen something new and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great, <laughs> I love this, drag queens, tattoo artists, crystals, this is amazing, this is so much fun. Yeah. Um, and I was only going to stay there for the prep but ended up staying for the whole thing. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> to watch everything, I didn't want to miss out either, so. Love it. Yeah, that one was great fun. It was.
0: Mm. So what sets Ultima apart from its competitors?
2: I definitely think our adaptability and flexibility. We very much pride ourselves on being able to accommodate last-minute things all the time. We will do massive things and be changing things the night before. Um, So we really pride ourselves on that flexibility and also the diversity within our team. We have really, really top-tier chefs. We have chefs from every continent, Um, the age, range in our... Office and experience is huge, um, so definitely the diversity in our team, and we all very much enjoy our jobs. That's and really, it's really, really much our mission to do exactly what we're paid for, exactly what we're passionate about, mm-hmm. and to get the job done and do it well.
0: And it comes through in your service. Yeah, I think we enjoy you. working alongside you. So,
2: yeah, we definitely do our best. hundred
0: percent. Yeah, I can, I can attest to
1: things to be being done at the last minute, mm. and the diversity tick is fantastic when, it, when you're talking about food and service because yeah, you've got a diverse sure. audience that got, you're especially serving. Especially
2: our weddings, obviously you get a wide range of different clients. So we have weddings that do strictly Sri Lankan food or strictly mm. particular types of cuisine and we have a chef that can do that. Brilliant. A chef with that background that can actually do all that food and do it well. So Great. we're very lucky to have the team that we have and that definitely helps us get to the top of hmm. the game. How big is the team? How many people Smaller than what you think. <laughs> our office team is one, two, three, six or seven people Wow. Um, in the initial sales team. And then we've got two accountants, one staffing person, one operations manager, and then three or four people in the warehouse team. And then our chefs. Our chefs mm-hmm. are obviously the biggest team. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our service staff, for the most part, are casual and we're forever taking in new people and teaching them new things. So the initial sales team is very small, but our service team is yeah service team and chef team is very big
0: yeah well it seems like you're always innovating bringing out new things what can we expect to see next from Ultimo oh
2: well we'll be very dependable on what position the world's in coming this year Um, but we've just released our new menu and we're trying to integrate more native ingredients into our menus so that's become a huge hit um, with any luck we can get back to festival season so we get back on Groove in the Moo and Tour Down Under mm-hmm. um, our major events planner is actually in Kalgoorlie right now so he's doing Kalgoorlie Cup um, there's plenty going on for us it's just really dependable on the client but yeah, yeah. definitely watch the space
1: How'd you go on, on. Um, Grand Final Day? How was that for you?
2: Grand Final Day was interesting we, we didn't have a lot of the on-demand stuff because people were just partying but it was also the first day of the show So it was just insanity everywhere for us. Um, And then naturally no one wanted to work because everyone wanted to go. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) wanted to party that day. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, yeah, a little quieter than what we thought it would be. But we just assumed everyone was having a house party, have a barbecue, have a drink and watch the game. So yeah. yep. it was a lot more zen for us than what we prepared for.
0: That's where we were. Yeah, <laughs> it was.
2: I think that's it where all the staff
0: were too. <laughs> it is the Aussie way, barbecue and watch the football Yeah, absolutely for sure. <laughs> yeah. So where can listeners find you?
2: Listeners can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all the socials at Tiana Rowe or at Tiana or Laura, depending. Um, that's all my personal stuff. And then you can find us all at Ultimo Catering on Facebook, the web and also on Instagram great follow
1: us. Excellent. Yeah. So if I was to sum up your top tips for today on catering, mm-hmm. number one, mm-hmm. order enough food. Yes. We please. don't want people going home hungry. We don't yes. want them going past mackers. Please don't hurt me
2: by people going to get a cheese and <laughs> then they leave.
1: <laughs> number two, set realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. What's the three P's? Prior preparation. Oh no, there's seven of them. Oh no, I'm screwing it up. How many? Pri- <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the Prior preparation prevents, prevents piss poor, poor performance. Something, yeah, <laughs>
2: something like that. I thought it was five, but there's more
1: apparently. I think I added piss poor. <laughs> 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 anyway, be prepared. Yes, and yeah, and, sure. um, yeah, and uh, the last one is allow for about or aim for about twenty percent dietary mm-hmm. requirements. So as uh, us as event managers, to just know that information before we go to the caterer, it's just good to know. What you're thinking as well and and be ready for that.
2: Yeah, for sure. We'd like to be prepared. So if you can get that information to us, it makes it a dream.
1: Yeah. So if we can actually survey our guests first, even better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, thanks, thanks so much for coming no. in to chat.
2: Thank you for having me. It's been fun.
1: Well,
0: it's been a pleasure. I can't wait gonna, to get into yeah. that bag of goodies. Yeah, please it's do. Exactly. Enjoy. I've been looking at it It's directly in my line of vision the whole time. Yes. <laughs> we'll put up a photo, but that bag
1: yeah. has got its own chair. That's how big it is. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs>
2: Go for the Mc's bakery box. That's all the cakes and croissants. Hey.
0: If if you insist. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's my suggestion for you. Do that box first. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Joanna. Bye. Thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning in. For
1: your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast.